0: The year is 1993. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And
1: I'm Charlotte. And this is My Marvelous Year.
0: and welcome to my marvellous year the comic book reading club where we go through the best of marvel comics from its origins to today i'm zach the comic book journeyman and i am joined today by two very special co-hosts first up we have charlotte the comic book rainbow belt thank you for coming on the show charlotte hi oh, hi <laughs>
1: <Are> you... <laughs> it's charlotte.
0: thank you for coming on the show charlotte
1: hi yeah it's nice to be here um excited about okay i'm glad
0: (laughs) yeah okay i just (laughs) wanted like a little enthusiasm right off right off the top okay and uh also on the call uh dave thank you for being here okay great no you know like if he's not even gonna respond i i don't we don't need you here okay i i hung up on him i hung up on him okay so it'll just be you and me charlotte because uh, you know we we don't need that kind of negative negative energy <laughs> on the show. We need positivity. We need energy. We need liveliness, and we need people who love comics. And I just don't think that's Dave. I think that's one of the big criticisms that we have <laughs> on this show is that um, Dave just doesn't like comics very much. And uh, the uh, and and we we really yeah we just don't need that energy.
1: Is this really the intro we want um, for these so episodes
0: with these comics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll bring some enthusiasm. For some okay, of these, okay, there's, Roy there's Roy some Thomas? comic. You know what? I don't. I don't. You know what? Don't get me <laughs> started. Okay. <laughs> what? Why are you baiting me like this? Um, <laughs> no, I'll bring some. I'll bring some positivity to these comics. Okay. There, there's some stuff here that I actually quite like, and I, and I'm not down on anything here. There's some stuff here that I'm more, like, middling on, but I think, uh, I think everything here is interesting, at the very least. Um, before we get into that, if you want to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash year and give us as little as a dollar a month to get some cool benefits, uh, $5 to get into our slack, uh, and $15 if you want to start adding comics to the list. We've got some interesting comics added into 1994, um, by patrons, and, uh, yeah, looking, looking forward to that. Uh. If you also want to help the show by just leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts, that is very appreciated. We uh we always love to see those. So without further ado, let's jump into Secret Defenders, written by the the scoundrel. <laughs> written by the the uh my by your nemesis, I think we can enemy. say that. Oh, yeah. I you know what? It's, it's really funny because like Dave Dave talks about it like this. My memory is that I'm just kind of like, ugh, I don't like his writing yeah, that much. I know. But like he seems like a very nice guy. He seems like a lovely man. And who also has done, like, Yeah, and that's why he's your exact opposite. So, like, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> because he's a very lovely man. <laughs> <laughs> who looks just like uh, you. Thank you. Charlotte. Oh, he does kind of... Yeah, I mean, at least when he gets drawn into comics. Yeah, we, yeah we no, there's that, a similar. vague... Like, although he's... I think he's very thin. I think he's a very thin man, even, like, as, in his older years. And that yeah. is becoming uh, increasingly not true of me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's, uh, no, he's, he seems very sweet. Like, you know, no, no actual shade on Roy Thomas. And it's just, um, I think it's uh, my memory of it is because, you know, I, I forget most comics uh, immediately after reread them. Um, it's been a while since we've read one. My memory is just that he writes like a very wordy pro style. And that's one of the things that like, like unnecessary verbiage is one of the things that drives me nuts in these comics. So like, I I think that's all it is, but, um, his actual storytelling, I think is fine. And you know what? These? Not bad. Not bad. Secret Defenders 1 through 3. Uh, starting up a new Secret Defenders in 1993 here with pencils by Andre Coates, ink by Don Hudson, colors by John Khalees, and letters by Clem Robbins. Um, it's it's good. I, I think this is kind of fun. It's uh, Doctor Strange putting together a new team. The team is like half to three quarters interesting, I'd say. Like, composed of <laughs> yeah. interesting members. The villains that they fight here are... I'd say half interesting also, right? Like there, there's some, it's a mixed bag for me, but yeah. overall I kind of like it. And I really like the art here. Uh, it starts out with like some really great Doctor Strange stuff. And then I think it's interesting that it immediately shifts away from being Doctor Strange focused. Yeah, Doctor it's Strange weird that it's like,
1: like, there's a mix of the supernatural, magic, mystical parts of Marvel, and then it just becomes street level stuff, Which and it's hard to reconcile yeah, yeah, yeah. both sides of that story.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree, and and it's strange because Doctor Strange is like clearly there's a bunch of stuff going on with Doctor Strange. Yeah, um, like they keep doing these editors notes of like his power was sucked away by Lilith in <clears throat> Doctor Strange Midnight number fifty, which think. is also like
1: that. oh okay,
0: yeah, in Midnight Suns also, which uh which is a comic that I don't know anything about really except that it's kind of like it's like what um yeah Blade and Ghost Rider I think and and Ghost like, Rider kind of yeah. like the horror theme. Yeah, horror-themed things, which yeah. is, like, it's getting a Marvel game soon, um, which is pretty cool. I'm uh, made by the people who did XCOM, right? That's the one that Yes, that I've is been, one, like, yeah. willing, willing into existence for, like, years and years to <laughs> yeah. just do, like, XCOM, but with mutants. And they basically are, are doing that. Anyway. Um, with, with no mutants? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't... I don't you know, the mutants aren't the important part. It's, like, just I using know, some I know. Marvel superhero. I think it's cool. But the uh the... the the thing that's interesting about Doctor Strange here is that he, he's really like the Professor X in this group where he's just like in the background directing them. Where yeah, go. and he like assembles them and then he just form. pieces out. Yeah. He's like, I have to I have to nap, guys. Like yeah. there is a threat, but like I am in desperate need of a of a tight three hour nap. Uh and and like literally, he's like, I need to sleep. Um, just so he can project again. Yeah, with great um, power go- with great powers comes the great need to take a nap. Great power naps, with great power naps exactly. and with great responsibility. <laughs> yeah, sorry the one-up you on your own joke, but... Uh, I mean, it's not my own so joke, it's from... Uh, it's required, and... <laughs> oh god, I knew... How... You know what, I, I honestly shouldn't be surprised, and I, I am know. a little surprised that it took you long, this long to bring in Percy Jackson into this podcast. That's true. Have I never um,
1: talked about Percy Jackson on this podcast?
0: <sighs> I don't think so. Yeah, so if any if anyone is a big Percy Jackson fan, hit up Well, Charlotte this is now, now
1: life, my Percy he, Jackson year, yeah. uh, starting now. Oh
0: god. <laughs> Hate to say, I'm not. A f- I I given those books the old college try, and, uh, I, and know, read I, two, I tried two of them. And they just did, yeah. Um. Anyway, so the the thrust of this here is he's gathering a team, and it is Nomad, uh, f- after breaking free from like Captain America forever ago, who has a baby now that he like carries into battle, and is stopping like yeah. bank robbers <laughs> with guns with a baby strapped to his back, which seems. I mean, they call it irresponsible in the comic also, and so do I. And then he just do going. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know.
0: Yeah, well, and then he's like, maybe I should find a babysitter, and then the baby's gone. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what the story is with that. Um, Spider-Woman, but the Julia Carpenter one, the one who, like, I think showed up during Secret Wars, right? Yeah, that... that's, that's the one. I, I always get these confused. Okay, because Jessica Drew is the other one. Right? Yeah, and
1: Jessica yes. Drew hasn't okay. had powers for, like, 10 years at this point, I think.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. It's going to be a while. Yeah. Uh Wolverine, who's definitely the like, you know, the face of this group trying to yeah. like bring in interest. Like he's in the front of all the uh the the co- the comic covers and stuff, right? Like he's front and center. He, he's the hook to get people into this um yeah this comic. And
1: then Darkhawk, who I don't know anything about. Do you know Darkhawk? Uh I can That's like that's the character created by or oh, maybe not created but like that Danny Fingeroth was writing in the 90s, I think.
0: I guess it was. I'm. I'm looking here. It was its own comic created. Yeah. Darkhawk yeah. number one created by Tom DeFalco and Mike Manley.
1: Okay, but it's like <coughs> it's. Uh, he's a teen hero who gets uh, some powers from. I think some kind of crystal that gives him the armor. Um. And Amy, he might have been the... him into the Darkhawk armor. Yeah, he might have been in the New Warriors at some point. Yeah. I don't. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but yeah, yep. that's like a 90s teen hero.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's only been around for a couple of years, and it is funny because he's got this like very severe looking costume, but he keeps like thinking to himself like I hope they don't find out I'm just a teen." Yeah, <laughs> it just uh, I I really I think that's that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, mostly this this team, the part that's interesting to me is Wolverine and Spider Woman. The two of them, I like, and I like their dynamic. Like they chat together a lot. And, yeah, uh, Wolverine like takes a liking to to Spider Woman, keeps calling her Red. You know, which which is kind of funny to like. That he's just doing the Jean Grey nickname on somebody else. I don't know if that's yeah, intentional and, or not. I mean,
1: it's better than the other nickname she has in the comic, where people just call her Spy, which is weird.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess because she was, right? That was her whole thing. Oh, yeah, because didn't... Now I'm remembering it. The Wolverine comics in Madripoor. Didn't she keep showing up? Like, she showed up out of nowhere. No, that's Jessica and Drew. she was, like, a big part of that, was uh the Julia. Is it? No, because she had powers! Unless she was out of powers at that point. Because that was the thing. It was like just a woman I don't know, but like I know it was Jessica Drew. Like I know it wasn't didn't Julia didn't really Carpenter. explain it and she was clinging to Walt. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's, it's a little confusing just since like neither of them have gotten yeah. too much of a spotlight. And I keep kind of mix. I, I don't mix up their costumes. If I see which but one it is... Julia Capita has been in the
1: West Coast Avengers uh, in recent years, I think. And she, she's been some other place. Yeah. Uh, and she was in Freedom Force with uh, Mystique and all that. Okay. Um,
0: I just want to point out that uh, Nomad's Baby is named Julia Winters aka Bucky which yeah. I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah, so, cuz like, he was Bucky to, like, in the emulate... 50s. Right, exactly. Yeah, but to like nickname your baby daughter Bucky um yeah. after a notorious dead boy, uh, the notorious dead child Bucky. <laughs> uh seems like you would not want to put that curse on your child. Also, uh they vanish in like the a couple years. I'm pretty sure this child gets yeah. adopted away in just the second here. I have the in 1994 next year. Uh, someone just adopts this baby, <laughs> and we never hear from them again. <laughs> in Marvel comics, so, uh, don't worry too much about this baby. <clears throat> okay, so the, the the main threat of this comic is that there's uh, it, it's a little odd. It, it's these bank robbers, and once they get put in jail, they start rapidly aging. Like they're they're young men and women, and then like one of them all of a sudden like zaps into old age and dies in his jail cell yeah and they're trying to solve this mystery of these people who are like unnaturally young and then all of a sudden are like regaining all those years and dying what's going on um and then it turns out th- this is this is the part that I really don't like about this comic yeah that I think that <laughs> I think that mystery is kind of interesting I think the mystery that they build is like solid enough and like intriguing enough that like following it to its conclusion and trying to figure out what's going on and, and he does a good job of keeping all the pieces like separate and like them following clues i think all that works and is is intriguing and then there's some like super villains who get in the way um like to fight them tomahawk and decimator and then a pretty cool dreadlock dreadlocks
1: dreadlocks uh, yeah with this, a, with an x at the end never shows
0: Yeah, who never shows up again, but she uses, like, her dreadlocks to confuse people. But, like, pretty cool design. (laughs) I'm pretty in on dreadlocks. Um, When she shows up at the end of issue number one, and that's the big thing, is, like, you'll have to face against dreadlocks. I was, like, pretty intrigued. But, um, yeah, and it's, like, why are these super villains involved with these bank robbers who are growing old? And then it turns into this absolutely wild story of, like... (laughs) There's parallel planes to the Earth, and on one of them, there's, like, a sentient virus that has taken over all life, and all life has been decimated by this, like, sentient living virus thing called the Zeusomen, I think. And then it broke, because it filled this entire other plane, it broke through and personified itself into, like, these five schmucks. Like, the funniest (laughs) thing is that it's just, like, where this all-powerful virus... But also like when we break through to the Earth six one six plane, uh, you know I'm gonna turn to tomahawk <laughs> and then I'm gonna get my butt kicked by Nomad. Like uh, I think that's really dorky and yeah. silly. I, I, there's also like it turns into this woman named Macabre um, who like kind of just looks like a Taskmaster but with boots. Oh, I think I guess. she was just like um, Lady Death. Oh yeah, it is just like Lady Death. It does totally looks just like that or Skeletor like a, a lady Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, thing. I think Skeletor might um, be closer. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly Lady Skeletor, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the, the point is that it's, like, these five kind of generic-ish, maybe some neat designs, but, like, not that interesting supervillains yeah. who are actually all part of, like, one viral mind or something that are spreading here and going to, like, destroy all life on Earth. And it's so out of no... And, and the, so the whole thing about these people, these old people... It's just that they were like, "Well, we're here on Earth, we'll need some people to, like, lift things for us. <laughs> right? Like, we we need money, so we have to get some people. So we'll take some old homeless people and make them young and then have them work for us. And it's so, like. Yeah. I, and I get it. Like, I get, you know, these big mystery things. You want them to start small and, like, slowly build up. But it's just, it goes from, you know, <laughs> this, this very small street level thing to the most cosmic thing all of a sudden in a way that, like.
1: Yeah, that's has, what I was saying that the two the two sides of the story don't work well together. I think yeah, yeah, he would have needed to pick a lane between the mystical stuff and the street level stuff and or at least build to this doesn't. better. Yeah. There's
0: just there's just li- literally no hint of the like otherworldly virus thing until the moment that someone just explains it out loud and you're like, "Oh, yeah. okay." I, uh, okay. <laughs> like if you <laughs> say so, but you are, you know, you're actually a virus?
1: Okay. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's sure. very confusing.
0: Yeah. um it, yeah it, it i mean it wasn't even so much confusing as it was just like too much and it was just it it made me lose interest in yeah in in this whole story anyway so and then and then they kind of do the lame thing of like all right the virus is overtaking us dr strange he doesn't have the power to fight it back well everyone just needs to hold hands with dr strange <laughs> and feed him our superhero power and yeah. uh yeah that, that's it so it, and then, it's like fine. the fine. the
1: homeless people are like dying because they got so old again and i think dr strange says something like it's fine that they're dying because they would have been they would have uh, lived in uh, being poor for the rest of their lives like that mm-hmm. w- what uh, what, the f- what the hell are you talking about <laughs> yeah they yeah like
0: it has a very strange thing where like basically just a ton of homeless people have died and at yeah. the end they're like yeah well there's still a lot of problems in th- in these big cities of ours and Wolverine's like if we if we'd learned only that one thing maybe this all would have been worth it it's like okay <laughs> like i'm glad you like you learned something you learned like a very special <laughs> lesson like while you're standing over the corpses of a bunch of like homeless yeah people. exactly the other funny thing is that there's a there's one woman this homeless woman who um is kind of a, a through oh, line yeah. <laughs> through these and then she she talks she's the one who finally reveals what's going on and she's just like i'm not actually young. i'm i'm an elderly I'm woman <laughs> I'm 68. <laughs> and then when she transforms, she looks clearly like she's like 94. And yeah, then she I dies know. immediately from being of the very old age of 68. It's <laughs> it's like, oh no, she reverted back to her old age. She's fading fast. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I get, I already can hear someone being like, well, you know, like life expectancies, you know. For the unhoused or much lower no i think it's just stupid and yeah. <laughs> it's just stupid and i'm allowed to make fun of it yeah. um yeah yeah it, it's 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 pretty bonkers stuff so anyway you know what roy thomas you're okay in my book pal i uh, i'm you know i i also like i i genuinely don't want anyone to think i i don't like roy <laughs> thomas like especially as a person or anyone here right like it's very it's very rare that we talk about a comic writer where i'm actually like grossed out by the person Right. Yeah, I think, like, those lines are pretty clear, right? Like, Walt Simonson, I'm mixed on his writing, but he seems like the biggest sweetheart, right? Like, him and Louise Simonson, so. And Roy Thomas as well seems very sweet based on what I've I've read about them, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is pretty good. I, uh, I like this. I will say, so this is a little sneak peek into 1994. 1994, just like 1984, decided maybe once a decade, I'm just going to do the Dean's List. It's coming back. 1994. And I was surprised to see that I had actually added in Secret Defenders 12 through 14 today. I I looked and I was like, I I put more of this? That's interesting. (laughs) Like, I like this okay, but, like, I like this enough that I added three more issues in. Okay, if you're curious about this, what's happening is that Secret (laughs) Defenders... This is so strange. Secret Defenders does not stay this for very long, which I think is really interesting to launch this series and be like, here's the new lineup. And then you were saying in, like, Issue number four, the team changes
1: drastically, right? Yeah, yeah. I can. Re- oh, I think you know Hulk no. comes on again. I think there's some other people.
0: Okay, you know what? I'm I'm looking at this. It's like every arc he's doing a new team. Yeah. So like next, the next arc is Spider-Man, Captain America, and Scarlet Witch, which is like kind of pretty fun team. Yeah. Um, and then just a second, and then it is Thunderstrike, Silver Surfer, and War Machine, which is pretty strange. Ooh, and then interesting it's idea. North Star, Nova, and Hulk. Yeah. But then in number 12, which is where we're going to start reading, Doctor Strange it, it no longer is a superhero Doctor Strange led team comic. It is a supervillain Thanos led team, which yeah. is why I added this in. So we're going to be reading a little more of this of Thanos like bringing together his team of supervillains for uh, unknown reasons. And uh, I think it I think it's pretty fun stuff. So um looking
1: forward. What I'm maybe less looking forward to <laughs> is those two issues of uh, 90s Fantastic <laughs> Four. <laughs> <laughs> good segue. Um, good segue. <laughs> yeah, with the classic. Um, I mean, if you've seen like the the classic um, cliche uh, costume of the nineties, you've probably seen this uh, exact um, Sue Storm costume with the, which is basically mm-hmm. a, a swimsuit with the four calves on her breasts.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's very. You know what? Like, gotta give them points for creativity. You know, like it's it's at <laughs> Do <least we>? creative. <laughs> no not really but like it's, pretty, <laughs> it's kind of it's really funny right like we wouldn't be talking about it if it was just a revealing cleavage but, like, suit but no it, it it's insane i mean the, the word <laughs> we, we, let's get all this out of the way because i actually think the comic itself is it's fine you know, yeah. just just fine and the the boob window is the boob window is a very notable part of part of marvel history so we should talk about it uh, it's a very notable <laughs> that, part of marvel that, <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> sentence
1: is incredible the boob window one of, is a very notable part of marvel history that's an incredible sentence <clears throat> But it's definitely a meme. You
0: see this pop up yeah, a lot. Yeah, I know. People making fun of this. The <clears throat> thing that bothers me most about it... Uh, well, I mean, one, it's pretty out of character for Sue Storm, right? She's yeah. not someone who's, like, generally pretty, just, like... Who <clears throat> sexualizes herself openly like that, you know? So, like, it does feel like that kind of... You know, the grossest thing that they usually do, which is, like, sexualizing characters who have no ownership over their own sexuality. The, the yeah, I mean, really if, gross thing... if one thing, character
1: would do that in the team, it would be Johnny. Let's be honest. Yeah, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> totally the thing that
0: like really makes this gross is that then in comic they like slut shame her in the comic for doing yeah it i know reed richards and it's just like reed richards being like what's gotten into you sue you're walking around the city half naked flaunting your goods like and then just you know like shaming her for looking like this while also they're the ones drawing it it's pretty it's pretty nutso stuff like also it does, she's it does wearing not work, more clothes
1: than ben is
0: <laughs> yeah well sure <laughs> um God, I want to see the the fantastic four, like the the uh the crotch window for, for <laughs> Yikes. For ben
1: oh you. <laughs> uh ah uh, you. <laughs> no, like ewww nuts. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just
0: like oh you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You you and your fetishes. Um <laughs> yeah, so the uh the story here is a, a little all over the place and um, it's, yeah, and there's, it's,
1: like, way too many storylines to follow, and, like, some of them you fo- you forget halfway through. Like, I forgot that there was a thing going on with Franklin and Nagatha Huggness in this. Yeah, I mean, that that's running in the background, so I, I, I didn't mind that
0: quite as much, because that is just kind of, like, that's that kind of, like, <clears throat> serial comic thing of just being, like, well, something's going on with Franklin, we're getting little, like, winks to that. Yeah. Moving in the background. I mean, it was the stuff that, in those scenes were also very small and easy to, like, follow, because it's just like, yeah, Franklin's throwing a tantrum, and... Agatha's, you know, tracking him. The stuff that like was killing me was like all the scenes that cut away to the Inhumans, where I'm just like, what? Do well, they yeah, have they do have nothing, nothing to like, do. with yeah. are... they have nothing to do with it except that they are also on the moon. And yeah, and I think like largely, maybe I moon. might be wrong,
1: but I think like issue 400 is coming up soon, and they're kind of assembling all the parts of the like everything that's linked to the Fantastic Four to have everything come come together in issue 400. So that might be a bit mm-hmm. part of that.
0: Yeah, maybe. So
1: the the thing what's happening here is that Johnny Storm almost
0: burned down uh, like Empire State University is that what yeah. it's called and uh which we didn't see but he he had to like defend himself and he caused a fire and then he ran from the police so now he's on the run from the authorities for arson and <clears throat> the Fantastic 4 are like kind of trying to find him but mostly it is Spider-Man who gathers together his old I guess it's the secret defenders lineup
1: right like, no, it's the like <clears throat> alternate Fantastic Four lineup from like uh, two years ago, something like that. Oh, I guess that's true, but like they call it on the
0: cover the Secret Defenders because Doctor Strange. No, also it's shows Fantastic Four versus Fantastic Four. Point. You're oh, you're right. But then in the bottom, it's uh, suddenly the Secret Defenders. So I was just like, is that uh, okay, maybe? I don't I know. Confused. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. Well, because like. Yeah, you're right. It, it. Well, it's a mix. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Who cares. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Honestly, I need to take that tact more often. It doesn't matter. Who cares? (laughs) Um, Ah, yes, the code's way out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? A lot of people genuinely think that. When I'm just hand waving (laughs) continuity, and uh, I know Um, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, and uh, um, Wolverine, right? Are they are trying to? Yeah, the Hulk, and they go to like find Johnny Storm to bring him in. You know, like talk him into turning himself in. But then it turns into a big fight, because, of course, it yeah, does, mean, right? Because like Spider-Man fires wants, his, like, like,
1: to help Johnny Storm, uh, like, to turn him in, but peacefully, without a fight. And so he goes to the most bloodthirsty superheroes around, like, Ghost Rider, <laughs> Hulk, and Wolverine. Right, so, like... <laughs> right, yeah, I need
0: to I need to handle this carefully. Let me go get Ghost yeah. Rider. <laughs> right, like, I need to approach him as a friend. Let me bring, like, a flaming skull on a motorcycle with me. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the, the really funny thing is that, like... It's one, these superhero fight things happen all the time where it's just like, oh, there's some misunderstanding, we need to talk to you, and then the two teams fight because they have yeah. to fill the pages of the fight, it's what people want to see. Except that, like, usually then it's just, like, something happens and then it's just like, alright, well, step out of it, guys, we need to work together, and then you just forget that this ever happened. Yeah. This, for no reason really <laughs> at all, Wolverine just loses his mind and <laughs> scrapes the thing's face off, like, slashes yeah. the thing's face <laughs> off and ha- and exposes his brain maybe i don't know what's under there it's very pink Uh, i think like he just has like a
1: scaly outside armor armor of orange rocks but like the inside is fleshy it's really gross yeah when you actually look at it wolverine who who keeps like wolverine's entire history is threatening to cut people up but he never actually does it and when he actually does it here (laughs) he just looks like a, a scared child like oh i'm i'm sorry I'm sorry, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs>
0: I. I mean, it. You kind of get it in the context because, like, it's the thing, and he realizes that he went too far. But yes, you're yeah. right that, like, it. It will be interesting to get to. Like, we've seen a little of it here and there. Like, um, I think the Barry Windsor Smith comic did not shy away from showing him, like, actually just slicing and dicing people. Yeah, but largely he has been a lot of bark and no bite <laughs> for like his claws, uh, just because of comics code stuff it will be interesting to get to an era where he can just slice people with impunity because otherwise it's like what does he really do he just punches people right like he's just a a punch guy um yeah i don't know it's funny his claws are always out but he can very rarely actually use them but yeah he uh he slices up the thing's face who promptly kind of just forgets about it and is just like all right well we just need to go we're leaving (laughs) and leaves yeah um i'm curious if they ever like revisit wolverine on this Right, like we're gonna see. I don't the, think the things. Thing's I think it's just to used to have forward, like but... the
1: the new costume with him having like a metal helmet on, and I think that's all that is.
0: I thought that I was like, is this? Which we saw before. I guess we read these out of order because we saw yeah. the thing in some previous in, comments in, this year with uh, that Infinity helmet.
1: Crusade, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I was like a little mystified why he was wearing the helmet, not for like plot reasons, but like why did they choose to have him wearing this helmet? Because it's not a it's not I a costume know. upgrade, like. It doesn't look cool. It looks kind of like he just grabbed whatever thing he could find around <laughs> and put it on. So it's, <laughs> it's not like... I'm like, hell yeah. Like, he's he's been Yassified, like, for the 90s. <laughs> like, he... This is... <laughs> uh, it's not, like... It's not an upgrade. And it doesn't even read, like, you know, when Thor gets his, like, insane costume upgrade in the 90s. Or Doctor Strange gets that, like, the one that he's going to get pretty soon. Yeah. Um, when they get those, like, really drastic changes where they're trying to tap into, like, shed the 70s dorky stuff and, like, get into, like, this is the badass Rob Liefeld 90s. Um, it's not that, because it's the thing. He's wearing the same costume. He just has, like, a very mundane helmet on his head. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with this. Um, uh, what what's, what's the main thing? Oh, Dr. Doom. I mean, doctor Doom Doom's is, here. like, doctor using
1: Doom. Aaron's, like, the Watcher's cousin. <laughs> Doom is using the- <laughs> Doom is this using is the powers of Aaron. the Watcher's cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like his nephew yeah. or his cousin? I can't remember. But like, <laughs> Doom I don't know, is I don't know Using the funnier. power of a Watcher. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Do you th- do you think it's funnier for him to introduce him? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh no, it, it, he's his nephew. Okay, that is even yeah. funnier. Of <laughs> just like they show up and just just a you know a Watcher who's also giant but like thirty percent less giant, and he's just like, "This is my nephew. I'm babysitting for my sister." <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's really good also like, are there he's basically watchers? like i feel uh, oh there are we haven't seen
1: yeah are there are. Okay, All right. uh, basically Ooh, aaron yeah. is a watcher who went who went rogue and like attacked the fantastic four and mm-hmm. doom i think like doom stopped him by you you like absorbing his powers and so now yeah. doom has yeah. watcher powers and he's attacking watu and the fantastic four
0: yeah, he goes to the moon to take over like a machinery and like yeah you know, whatever utilize all like he has the watcher power now so he can use his equipment or something. Here's the thing about Doctor Doom: uh, just making him have like finger blast power. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> just uh giving him energy <laughs> blasting powers <laughs> uh-huh. is uh is the least because interesting that's... thing you can do with Doctor Doom. <laughs> Please, Charlotte, <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Giving him finger cannons. Oh, that's um, worse. No, it's not. You can't pretend. <laughs> oh, I mean, in the context, but yeah, giving giving him like energy beams is the least interesting thing you yeah. can do with Doctor Doom, and it's it's such a waste of this character just to be like. And Doctor Doom now has the power to shoot energy out of his hands, and everyone needs to dodge it until they like. Blast his machinery. I mean, it can be interesting because that's basically that the care.
1: same idea as him stalling the Silver Surface Power Cosmic or the Beyond's Powers. But sure. here just which which was the, the which happened the Watcher's nephew's powers. <laughs> that's so
0: funny. I'm never gonna get over it. I know, right? We could never we never need to call him Aaron again. We always yeah. just need to call him the watchers nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I mean it just turns into like Doctor Doom floating around the moon, you know, uh finger blasting everybody and <laughs> it's and it's very, you know, you need there, to there's stop. not there's not much to it besides that. I, I don't yeah. even remember how they st- they stop him by like overloading power. I think black with bolts. Power. Yeah, yeah mis- I black think with bolts, black bolts powers, powers yeah. or something. And you know, and they do I mean it it is a little fun. They do the classic like Ah, Doctor Doom, finally dead, <laughs> which I, yeah. I I am with Dave. That That is a fun, ongoing thing. So, I mean, it um, is
1: when it's not spoiled by the very end of the comic.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, the end of the comic is like, those fools, they think I'm dead. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it, funny it if it's like, like the it, first page of the next issue. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, and before we go farther, I forgot to mention. Writers here, Tom DeFalco, Paul Ryan, yeah. pencils by Paul Ryan, ink by Dan Bulan... Boul- Bulanati, Bulanati, colors by Gina Going and letters by Jack Morelli and Rick Parker. Um, I, I was thinking here because I, I was mostly like, I think this story is pretty dull and a little generic. Yeah. And honestly, I don't really know why uh, Dave included it besides the boob window. The boob window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, let, let me put a pin in this real quick because I need to reveal something to the Mimerless Year audience. Okay, before we started recording. Charlotte and I were talking <laughs> about this, and I said, I don't know why Dave uh, put these comics on this list. That's what I meant to say, but what I did say is, I don't know why Dad put these comics on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely never been more embarrassed about a slip-up in my life. Uh, Which was incredible. So glad. So glad Dave was not here. Did <laughs> hear that? Like, absolutely, he never... I mean, he's, he's going to tease me about it now, but like, yeah, if I said it to definitely. his face... If I called him dad to his face, he would never <laughs> let me live it down. Oh my god! Ugh. But I needed—I needed, I needed to, to tell everybody about to this. Clean. Charlotte was losing her mind. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. lose <laughs> it like that before. Oh my god. <clears throat> okay, so uh, the the thing about Doctor Doom here that I I, I think is interesting and like it got me thinking about this is um, I I think it's a really boring use of Doctor Doom, and like the thing about legacy characters is like I think there's such a crutch for writers. Um, to be like, well, you know what will make this interesting? It'll be Dr. Doom, and he's stealing the energy of the Watcher, blah, blah, blah. If you strip that of their names, right? Like, what is there to this? If this was, like, some new guy who was, like... Like, Doctor Do- like, characters that exist already versus, like, creating Oh, okay, because to me, a
1: legacy character is, like, a new version of a, an already existing name.
0: Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm mis- I am I'm was misusing the, the, the term. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so, like, a pre-existing character, right? Like, pulling yeah. in old characters, mm-hmm. just like, you know, like Doctor Doom, who already exists and is, like, a long-running villain. Um, I, I think it's such a crutch to, you know, like, if you didn't use Doctor Doom here, if you just use some new guy called, like, yeah. Captain Malice or something, Dr. and it's Moodle. a guy who's stealing the Watcher's powers, like... Like, they would be... Re- <laughs> yeah. It would be... Dr. Re- <laughs> <laughs> <After> mood! <laughs> Physician Mood <laughs> is here. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Um, <clears throat> There would be nothing here, and I think they know that. Like, they would recognize that the- this would be pretty yeah. dull if this was not Dr. Doom. But having Dr. Doom here, like, they're not doing anything new with Dr. Doom. They're literally just using Dr. Doom as the most, like... Like the stereotype of Doctor Doom, right? Like he's yeah. I mean, it feels like a like, like, boring like it's, remake it's of
1: sixties or seventies comics. You know, like of stuff it, in the already worst way, where it's like a hundred times.
0: Yeah, exactly. In in a way that's not like bolstering <clears> the <throat> character of Doctor Doom with no. anything new. It's literally just like, what is Doctor Doom? Well, let's just play him. You know, like basically reshuffle every sentence we've ever heard him say into yeah. more or less the same sentences we heard him say. Like, and Richards, and like, you will never. St- you know, yeah. please go on. I, I wasn't this going anywhere is... with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this is Tom DeFalco, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think, maybe. like, for having read both his... Uh, like, a lot of his Fantastic Four and a lot of his Thor, I think that's a, a, a huge fault of Tom, Tom DeFalco. That's something he does a lot in the, his comics. Like, just doing the same thing that has been done for 20 years, but worse, and, like, his characters become almost <laughs> yeah. parodies of themselves. Like, there's nothing... It feels like a parody of what they would say. Like, nothing is unexpected. Nothing is new. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like, the only character here that I can think of that
0: sounds a little different from what they've always sounded like is, like, yeah. re Not Reed, but Sue, maybe. Because, like, he's trying to make Sue into, like, a badass warrior. And it's like... Maybe. No, Sue rules, but she's not, like... She doesn't like to pick up a gun and, like, start blasting. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that's not her... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in agreement here. You know, I mean... Uh, we've we've talked about it before, but I think Byrne is really good at this. I think that's what, like, I really respond to in Birds comics because I think he walks a really good line of, like, he likes the old stuff. He wants to, like, play with the old stuff and fold it in and, like, kind of, like, recontextualize, like, the classic stories. But I think yeah. generally he does, like, a very good job of making them feel, like, more fleshed out, more lived in, more modern, right? Like,
1: <clears throat> Yeah, I think he does a good job, and, like, uh, taking like... the classic version of those characters and, and bringing them... Mm. And, like, not just turning them into parodies on themselves, but, like, enhancing what we know and love about them. Mm -hmm. I think that's something, when he's at his best, that's something he does well. Yeah, that's what I really like about his Fantastic Four run. Because I don't think, like, that run
0: very rarely is, like, reinventing the Fantastic Four. Like, the biggest thing he does there is switch the thing for She-Hulk. Which is a cool addition. I think that really works well. And there's some fun stuff that adds there. But, like, Johnny is just the most, like, he just really distills Johnny into, like, the perfect, you know. Like punky twenty-two-year-old, right? Yeah. And the thing is, the most the thingish there. It's it's like, um, what does Alan Moore said something like interesting about Hellboy? He had in there's a um, there's like a an introduction to one of the Hellboy comics where he's talking about like what Mike Mignola did with Hellboy, mm. and he's like saying that Hellboy does Hellboy takes all the old pulp comics that you remember from a you were you remember reading as a kid, but like makes them doesn't make them as good as those comics were but makes them as good as you remember they were yeah right um because if you just made them as good as they were they wouldn't actually be that good because if you go back to those comics you're like oh yeah these are pretty dated Yeah, (laughs) right and like just replaying those hits like 30 years later with like a change of context means that like it will feel old and dated and hewing too closely to the past but like making them feel like as good as you remember them being, and I think that like that can be like Burns' trick in Fantastic Four is that like his Fantastic Four will feel like the '60s Fantastic Four, but like it's actually kind of yeah. Whereas I think and, Tom Defalco know, kind of tends you know, to you know, drone
1: in drone in nostalgia, and like it's just a gray, yeah. empty version yeah. of what you think that would be.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, totally great. Uh, although I will say, like, I, <clears throat> I'm unless we read other Tom Defalco, I'm just not remembering it. You know, I, yeah. I don't I don't know if I want to like totally no. Paint
1: I don't him right. with that's that whole that's my I opinion don't know. from having read yeah. like a few Fantastic Four and a yeah, lot of um, totally you uh, Thor and Strike stuff.
0: Oh yeah, the Thor Thunderstrike stuff never <laughs> never worked yeah. for me either. So maybe, <clears> maybe. but uh, yeah, I haven't read as much. But this this was pretty pretty much nothing to me. So all right, uh, we gotta we gotta get moving. We got two more yeah. two more series to talk about. Jumping into the 2099 universe. And Charlotte, tell me your thoughts on the 2099 universe. What do you think about it, like, just in general? Is it interesting to you? Are you, like, intrigued
1: by it? Not that much. I, I like, like, in theory, I maybe kind of like the idea. Mm-hmm. It never actually what what, very what much looks like. for me.
0: What about in theory, like, sounds interesting to you about it? Like, what... I mean, I like, I mean, like the not, idea Not of... having read the comics, what about...
1: Um, yeah, I think the... I like the idea of having an alt-universe thing where you have, like, um, a main idea of why this universe is different, um, like, because it's in, uh, at another time. It's uh, it's the future version. But I don't think they... Uh, most mm. of those comics don't do a lot of interesting things with them, and, and specifically in the early 90s, I think they tend to indulge in the worst 90s impulses. Like especially in really, I think so. Like I think character design wise, uh, especially that kind of tends to tell me off from these comics.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So you don't like the like the Spider Man twenty ninety nine design?
1: Because uh, I think that's the Spider Man twenty ninety nine might be the design. one exception of a <coughs> of a design I like.
0: I will say so. I we're, we're gonna get into the X Men twenty ninety nine. Yeah, I really liked this. Like I'm I'm kind of a big fan of this. Um, I think it really worked for me. I will say the design is not. A huge part of that i don't think the yeah. designs were offensive to my eyes but like they also didn't stand out in like <clears throat> if i saw a lineup like if later you brought one of these characters into a comic and it was just like oh metalhead's here or serpentine is here and you just showed them to me i would be like who the hell's that because yeah. like <laughs> they're you know they, these their designs were not that's except for maybe like Bloodhawk. I'd probably recognize Bloodhawk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like
1: to me I, I yep. want them to feel as special as like the ultimate <clears throat> universe and stuff like that. And I think he tends mm-hmm. to be closest to closer to the new universe in my mind. Hmm. That's
0: interesting. So I, I think <clears throat> I appreciate what what I like about these X Men comics. Um I think it does to me it does a really good job of establishing all these mutants. Like I walked away from reading these three issues and being like, you know what? I kinda get Who all these people are, which I think is is a feat. Like whenever a new, I think that's a really hard sell to do. It's a really hard sell, especially in a brand new universe where you can't have like Captain America there also to at least ground me and like, well, I know this guy, but you can't have (laughs) Doctor Doom (laughs) there also. You can't have Doctor Doom there. You
1: can because they do. Oh, does he? Is he here? What do you mean? I mean, not in this comics, but like, there's a uh, 2099 Doom where it's just Doom again.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into the like crossover with the the mainline universe, but <clears throat> I think it's one of the toughest things you can do is like trying to establish a brand yeah. new roster of superheroes and make me like one, make me know who each of them are. Right, that's so tough to do. Right, and we just talked about the Eternals, the um, the movie, and like pretty down on that movie overall but that is one thing i think that movie actually did a really good job in is yeah. like yeah i kind of got the gist of all those characters right i walked away being like yeah there's 10 guys i know their names and i know like kind of their vibe maybe like not as fleshed out as i'd like but that that's kind of how i feel here in the stuff that i don't feel as fleshed out enough like some characters are thinner than others I, I did a good enough job with them that i was like intrigued like kind of might read more of this which is pretty yeah. rare for me to yeah. want to read more more comics on the my marvelous year list that you know that especially something like this that is not some big continuity thing um yeah so the the main thing here it, it is in the same universe as spider-man obviously it is you know like a very snow crashed not neomancer william gibson inspired like post-apocalyptic future where like everything is mega corporations and like you have to subscribe the police <laughs> you yeah. know like you have to pay your monthly subscription fee to like make sure the police will come help you and then they still might not and you just have to leave them a bad review like just this you know insane overly privatized world um so the, the same thing there i think it works as well here um i think it's pretty interesting i like that um that there's out in the desert they have this big like rave thing going on at the beginning and our, our first x-men that we see I can, Timothy Fitzgerald um, shows up and it's clearly like a Wachowski sisters style, like sense eight matrix yeah. reloaded. Like it, it's a, you know, like all, all gender, sexual, racial identities, all skin colors, like blended into one big humanity, like sex rave happening in the desert. Right? Like it's very, it's very <laughs> fun. and very, like, which you like know, we are one human. Kind something of thing I really liked about this is like, network. it's
1: more than in the mainline X-Men comics. It feels like there is a kind mm-hmm. of mutant culture in this comics that i really mm-hmm, like sure. like they mm-hmm. they do stuff with um yeah. how mutants uh ha- as a community have progressed uh by 20- twenty ninety nine and I mean, progress have have changed and it feels like there's a, a, a very much a, a mutant uh, culture around um and like with with uh, uh xavier and uh, magneto being treated as like historical and cultural f- figures for for the mutants
0: you know what i really liked about that too is that moment because yeah the the guy um jean chi jean i hope i'm pronouncing that somewhat correctly um is the like the leader here his name's desert ghost he's like the he's kind of the xavier of this group right he's this um yeah right like fighting for mutant mutant rights and he gives a speech and he mentions you know like the things that xavier and magneto taught them and then he just mentions two more that we've never heard of before and like two more like mutant leaders from the in-between the you know modern day marvel comics and 2099 there must have just clearly been like more mutants it's a really fun little detail that just shows that like you know oh yeah there's a lot more here than like we got to see right um yeah i really appreciate that
1: yeah and with the fact that the the race party and like it's not just about mutants it's about it's also about racism and like I don't think they really talk about having queer people, but like its it feels like there's an intersectionality and it's not just about mutants. And I, I think that's something that's often lacking in the mainline uh, mutants uh, stuff. And I, I, that was very interesting to, mm-hmm, to have sure. here. It feels like it felt more modern yeah. than a lot of uh, what's going on in mainline X-Men right now. Or in, in the 90s, rather. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then the... So the main story is that there's like a <clears throat> this casino run by a guy named Singe and he has... Two daughter or two daughters. He has one son and one daughter. Des Des, Des Desdemona, It's a pretty good name, just hard to say. And Lighten Singe and uh, and they're just like a couple scumbum children. Like Lighten's <clears throat> a, a drug addict who like keeps like I don't know like they're executing mutants on like yeah. game shows live. That part was which like boring is, to me. Really, I was I was into this because I thought those characters uh, were. All, it like, reminded me of the well-
1: the rich siblings from uh, the Iron Fist TV show. <laughs>
0: I haven't. Why would I have seen that show? Charlotte? I know, I know. Like, <laughs> why would I know what but you're I know talking like,
1: about? A uh, uh, hundred voices just groaned hearing those words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I responded to them, especially just because, like, I mean, they're they're they were not like villains that I'm like, yes, these are the great villains that they're going to build up for you know many decades. Like we're still going to be seeing Light and Singe, but like as just kind of a stand-in for. This kind of like corporate decadence and yeah. Uh, yeah, like the the absolute like unbridled greed and uh, you know like per- <laughs> perversions of the the rich. Uh, I thought Light and Singe worked fine, right? Like in that he would like get high and then like kick the crap out of a mutant, right? And, like yeah, that he had chained up on TV. Right? Um, yeah. I mean we don't we don't have to get too much into the details. It's it's kind of a mystery of like who framed uh, Xi'an. and uh, and I just like. Mostly it was just that, like, I followed the story, like, I got all these new characters, I felt this new world, I, like, felt like I had a, I understood this world and everyone's place in it, and, like, that there was enough, like, real culture to this, and, like, the the relationships were interesting, like, Junkpile is a mutant that works for the casino, and I think there's, like, an interesting tension with him where he is a mutant, (laughs) but, like and him and Jean have a clearly have a history in this like back and forth where uh, he is you know like working against mutants uh in Jean and like this sees a, a greater
1: are they brothers or is that good just him? like uh he was calling brother as like brother mutants
0: I think it might just be brother and like you know okay humans like we're all we are all humans you know we're all brothers in humanity maybe i don't know um want to point out the uh the writers here writer here is John Francis Moore uh, the penciler is Ron Lim, inks by Adam Kubert, and colors by Tom Smith. Letters by Ken Lopez. John Francis Moore uh, worked kind of on and off through the '90s and like very early into the 2000s, and then uh, I don't think is writing comics anymore. Just a bummer. I, 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 I hadn't heard that name good. before. Yeah, there's like I'm l- I'm looking through his his resume, and it's like he did a lot of Doom 2099. Like he was okay. very involved in that series, and then like not much else that was like long running. Like, more than, like... He would jump in for X-Factor for, like, six issues. He would jump yeah, on okay. to X-Force for... Oh, he did a bunch of X-Force. Um, he did, uh, like, 63 through 100 of X-Force from 97 okay. to 2000. So that's probably his biggest run. Um But, yeah, I, uh, I, I quite like this. And uh, <clears throat> mostly that, like crystalline i know who crystalline is i kind of like got her like her powers were Uh, everyone's powers were kind of interesting to me even if they were simple like crystalline just kind of can form this liquid crystal and then she can form it into different shapes and you know shields and weapons and stuff uh yeah mean streak is just kind of the flash metalhead is a little bit like colossus but can transform into like different elements which i think is fun serpentina is a really funny uh name (laughs) of a woman named tina who's uh actually you know what I'm looking it up now. Her name is actually Kimberly Potter's. Uh, I don't know why that's the case because yeah, because uh, <laughs> she's just like. But you can call me Tina. But your name is actually Kim. Okay. Anyway, like, she just has snake arms, which is pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked I like the snake arms.
1: So yeah, uh, yeah a big fan I mean, of this. I, I definitely so think so I like I'm, this less than you, and but I think overall it's harder for me to get into 2099. But, like, as far as 2099 yeah, comings go, yeah. I think this was more interesting than most of what I've, re- I've read about it. And uh, specifically, like, the ideas about mutandom and doing stuff with the X-Men that is, I think, is lacking in the 90s um, 90s X-Men, like, from what we've read uh, recently. Uh, mm-hmm. This was... Yeah. At least this was proposing new ideas, which <coughs> I really liked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Like, it does feel like x-men has been a little stale for a while yeah and this is this felt a little fresher than uh, what x-men's doing that's a good point i do want to see i think marvel unlimited actually is like severely lacking this series it only has nine issues of the 35 that have been published oh. so it's not even really like fully represented in, uh, in marvel unlimited which kind of stinks because yeah. uh, I, I i like spider-man 2099 i think i like this even more so uh, al kennedy you were correct thank you for recommending this <laughs> all right so I think we'll actually be on the same page with 2099 Unlimited, which this is actually the one where I'm not really sure why dad added this one in. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, it, it's like a weird place for them to do like extra, st- you know, it's kind of like Marvel Comics Presents where it's just like a grab bag series to do whatever they want. Right. Um, yeah. And it's just, but mostly I'm just like, why do we need this already? Because we already have Spider-Man 2099. You've barely like established the real World, yeah, yeah, I mean oh, no, I was expecting wrong. kind of like a no, Marvel okay. team thing. Well, I don't know. I'm looking through the issues and it's like the first 6 of them all are about the Hulk, except for the second one. Okay. But no, and then it switches into being <laughs> no, cuz then it switches to being like the Punisher, then it switches to being Doom. Okay, so no, it really is just like a grab bag place for them to do whatever they want. Okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't run much uh it, it these stories are about a Hulk um of the 2099, but he's not really the Hulk. I wouldn't have made the comparison to the Hulk. No, they didn't yeah, say it. Like, like, and he doesn't even look like the Hulk in the comic, just on the covers. On the covers, they make him look like a big green Hulk thing. He never actually transforms that far in the comic itself. It's very strange. Like, we get three issues of this guy. mute, And he doesn't call himself Hulk. He calls himself Mutant Um. Oh, wait. Okay, so, like, just not two really... seconds,
1: because I need to clear my throat. <clears> throat. And why my voice is just <laughs> dying right now. <clears throat> it's because you're just constantly drinking the most viscous <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> um but no, mutagen is not the hulk. Like there's there's two separate things here. So there's um there's a hulk guy and then there's mutagen who's like a Spider-Man villain, but th- those are not the same character. Well, who the hell's the hulk? Where where was he even? Uh okay, just let me let me just check something for real quick cuz you Cause you I didn't see a hulk in the issues?
0: I mean maybe I just skimmed a little bit and miss this. But I, I was pretty like, focused on the mutagen guy being like, yeah, strange. Where, wait, did I just
1: miss something entirely? No, because I'm thinking... I And you, you, we can cut that out because um, I was reading on my computer and Marvel Unlimited doesn't work very, very well on my computer. So I was reading them on like a pirate's website. And I, th- I think maybe yeah, yeah, the yeah. Hulk parts might have been cut from Marvel Unlimited. And maybe you only uh, have the yeah. Spider-Man parts in Marvel Unlimited.
0: Because th- this big green monster on the cover is certainly yeah. not Yeah, Marvel Unlimited was actually acting up for me as well. This big yeah. green monster guy was like definitely not in the comic. There's no way yeah, that the, I just Yeah, there's like, Mutant mutagen who's the, the Spider-Man
1: villain and then there was another part of the story okay. with a, a an actual 299 Hulk guy.
0: Uh, okay, no. So <laughs> that's cut out of Marvel Unlimited for whatever reason even though he's yeah. Okay, I was very <laughs> confused by this cuz I was like I assumed that Mutagen at some point would just have like Amassed enough damage that he would turn big and green and furry, and they yeah. were just winking at it, and it didn't happen in the comic. But okay, I'm glad we cleared that up because that was. Very- um, well, I'm sorry that you had to. Re- How were the Hulk? How was the Hulk part of it?
1: Uh, it was fine. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I kind of skimmed through it too because uh, I wasn't that, yeah, uh, okay. that cut by it. But like, it felt very much like a Hulk story. With the that version of Hulk is like closest to kind of the Joe Fixit parts of the nineties Hulk. Cause he's like, he's actually mm-hmm. has a human mind and he's kind of a bit snarky maybe. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was okay. kind of close to Peter David Hulk. Uh, I mean, in general ideas uh, with how he's behaving, but yeah. like just in 2099.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm looking now. It's weird. Cause Marvel Unlimited has the descriptions for the Hulk, but they're not actually yeah. in those comics. Um, <laughs> yeah. He fought a, a villain named water God. That's strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the part with... I I quite like the mutagen stuff. The second issue had, like, this whole other thing with, like, this gang that was taking over Spider-Man's mind, and I was a little bored by that. But yeah. I like mutagen. I actually kind of liked mutagen as a character. I liked him... Yeah, him, like, his motivations are, I mean, kind of insane, but, like, at least somewhat interesting in his powers in, like, having Spider-Man fight him and seemingly, like, not know how to deal with him. Uh, it's pretty... Uh, yeah, and, I, like... Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. the
1: powers. I like any any characters whose powers are like evolution and responding to responding to fight like people like Darwin and the X-Men and stuff like that. I uh, really like. But like his motivations are
0: yeah, I mean just because you're I mean obviously we all know you're you're a very strong like anti-evolutionist. You don't <laughs> believe in evolution. So any uh any comic that like reflects your belief uh, in your crusade against evolution. Um you're, exactly. you're always big on the um, Earth is three thousand years. Old. <laughs> Charlotte is always saying that to me. She's always telling exactly. me exactly, and it's years old.
1: and it's just a uh, it's just yeah. a plate uh, on top of uh, four turtles. Um, but uh, yeah, I w- and I actually liked his motivations because they're I think they were quite horrifying because he's basically a, a eugenist. He just thinks he he needs to kill totally, every yeah. person who who has any kind of like um, a crow chronicle disease or that can give birth to people with uh, with disease like he wants to cleanse humanity and that's that is a horrifying um motivation i think and that's made him quite a terrifying villain in my mind yeah, like, yeah there's yeah. no part of just you a- that's sympathetic to to what he wants to do or anything he's just yeah it's just kind of terrifying
0: um oh just just fyi chronic chronicle disease is not a <laughs> oh it should not have <laughs> <laughs> chronic, chronicle is like a story. Uh, I mean, I okay. think it maybe you meant chronic disease, which means yeah, like, I think because in French um, it's just
1: maladie chronique. Chronic and I, just I means like long
0: lasting. Yeah, they're like her- hereditary diseases. Yeah, so yeah, I, I agree, and I think like it doesn't happen here, but like I agree with you like on the eugenicist angle. Like yeah, watching him slowly take that farther and farther because at first he's just yeah. like sneaking into hospitals and murdering people who are like already sick with a genetic disorder. But then later he like sees somebody, he's like, Oh, your sister was in the hospital with this. That means you have a like there's a chance you have it too. And he like goes to kill this person. Yeah. And watching like I think there's actually like kind of an interesting thing you could do with like spinning that kind of thinking further and further out. Yeah. Right. Into like real world eugenic thinking, which is you yeah. know all too common in uh in twentieth twenty first century or twentieth and twenty first century uh yeah thinking. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's a very, there's an interesting angle there. I don't know. Yeah, and I
1: think, the, like, overall, the idea of a villain being a, a eugenicist serial killer is very interesting and quite scary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So, maybe we both came around on this, because I actually was kind of fussy about this, but that actually, maybe I was fussy because I was just like, but he's the Hulk? I don't know how we're going to get, <laughs> get... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Why
1: is the Hulk? <sighs>
0: yeah. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Charlotte, for being on the show.
1: Yeah, this was a fun episode.
0: Oh, my God. I, we we started <laughs> this with me saying thank you for being here, and I got nothing. And, like, you didn't learn anything this entire time. What? I responded. I said, I thought this was a fun episode. Okay, that didn't come through on my rec- <laughs> recording. I, I just heard you go, yeah. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no, no yeah, this was a fun okay. episode. Uh, right, well, I'll, I'll hear it
0: in the edit. If you're yeah. lying or not, uh, next episode you better pick it up or I'm gonna replace you with Dave. Uh huh. With that. Um. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait till I accidentally call you mom. Uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Horrible. The uh, if you want to support the show, Patreon.com/slash/Mimerlovisier. Reviews on Apple Podcast or music by, as always, is by Disasterpiece. You can find me on Mimerlovisier at here on Twitter. You can find Charlotte at fiero charlotte is that correct yes yep and uh send us an email if you'd like with uh with any thoughts or comments or questions at myrosier at gmail.com and that will do it thanks again and see you next year see you next year